Welcome, welcome everybody to another cozy episode of the Don Cozy Podcast coming to you live from Africa, the motherland. This is a special episode. I know all my episodes are special, but this one is extremely episode because it's a milestone. Uh, it's the 10th episode of the podcast. I'm so amped up about it. It's been a journey. I'm really grateful for where I am in terms of the numbers and in terms of the subscribers and the listeners who have reached out and listened to the podcast so far. And I want to thank you for your support. I want to thank everyone who has been publishing and marketing the podcast on my behalf. Thank you to the team. You are all my teammates or part of this journey and my success and the success of this podcast uh, is on you and I want to thank you for riding with me and hopefully as we go into the next half of the episodes of the podcast we can continue to support each other and market it and publish it to the world. As I said in my first episode, I remember saying that I wanted to be a podcast where we have a global reach and we're able to touch all the corners of this sphere of life and this sphere of the earth. Uh, I know it's a paradox that around object has caught corners but I hope you understand what I'm trying to say so thank you once again this is the 10th episode of the Don Cozy podcast thank you very much shout out to Tracy I was actually having a brainstorming session earlier with her and we bounced off ideas of how the podcast can grow and how we can be able to chat your way into the growth of this podcast. Shout out to you, Tracy, all the way, all the way in South Africa, Johannesburg. So shout out to you. Let's get into it. I hope your week is fine, going well, and you're ready to conquer it. Now that we're starting that new week with energy and everything going well so i am happy to bring you the 10th edition <laughs> of this podcast let's get into it what a week we had into the weekend i don't even know how i skipped this i don't think i took it seriously but it's starting to seem like a recurring theme in this in this decade we, we, we have started, or this new millennia, I don't, I don't know what you guys will call it, but if you recall, we started 2020 with a, a virus, COVID-19, and we didn't know when it would end, and things are now seemingly opening up. We're seeing stadiums being filled up. During the weekend, there were many sporting events where we saw full-capacity crowds at... These stadiums were also seeing that 
people are not wearing their masks. Hopefully they're sanitizing and they've gotten their third booster shot. And also, I know they're not practicing social distance because if you're filling a stadium up to capacity, then there's very little room for social distancing. Coming back to the theme of 2020, we started it off with um, with this pandemic, COVID-19. It robbed us of two years because this is the year we're actually starting to get back to normalcy, if I can say that. And now... As well, like resting, there have been new variants of the COVID-19, but they haven't been as powerful and as vicious as the previous variants that we're getting as we started. But now, there's a new player in town, and this new player is called Monkeypox. Doesn't this shit just get worse? You know, you start to wonder what is really going on. Were we supposed to remain self-isolated, quarantining, working from home as the new norm, or us going out into the world, was it going to bring some sort of stability and immunity? Because at the end of the day, germs and diseases... For you to build immunity, you need to interact with people. Even the same vaccine we get has got remnants of whatever disease or virus so that we can, the body can be able to recognize and fight that disease or the virus. Now coming into this new player called monkeypox, which was discovered in the 50s, 1958, in uh, West Africa. And oddly enough, it was found through some scientific research where scientists were doing their research and then they found out that in a monkey colony in the western side of Africa, there was a disease called uh, chicken po- um, sorry it's called monkeypox and now this escalated to people being infected with that disease in the 60s and the community surrounding that rainforest area it ravaged the people there however we're seeing now that this disease has come into a has come into play where it's it, people are being infected by it but it's not as rapid as covid covid-19 however when we now trace it back the scientists are saying that you can get get it through the being in contact with 
monkeys and rodents. I think in 2022, very few people are being are coming into contact with rodents and monkeys because we are no more living in the bushes. Even the regions of the West Africa, the same people are not living in the bushes. They are small towns, small villages, and even the diets have changed. So it's very rare for that to happen. However, four or five days ago, a British man, a British citizen, came, traveled to Nigeria, and was supposedly infected through contact with a rodent or a monkey. It's still not yet specific because the UK health health sector hasn't been specific, but all they know is that this resident this British resident was in in Nigeria, flew back from Nigeria and suddenly had the monkeypox. And now it has spread to 15 countries as of today's information. So these countries, I'll just name a few. It's UK, Australia, Israel, and Switzerland, and in America, in Florida. There's been a person who has been detected uh, with this disease. I know we have been in a pandemic season and I think it being the 10th episode of the Don Cozy podcast, in as much as we talk about entertainment and want to have a good time, I feel like I should also be able to conscientize my listeners to what is really going on so that we can protect each other and be each other's sounding boards and be each other's brother's keepers. Because at the end of the day, we don't want the same ignorance which befell us with COVID-19 early. Because COVID-19, if we remember, 2019, December, that's when alerts started coming out, January, February, March. By March, April, the whole world was under lockdown. So... We don't want a uh, scenario where after 90 or 120 days, we're now looking at each other and saying, but the alerts were there and we decided not to listen to them. So you might be asking yourself, what is monkeypox? I gave you a brief history, but I'll just go, I'll just give you a rundown of what I know and what I've observed and what the health and the World Health Organization is pointed out to say. It's a rare infection that is mainly spread by wild animals in, in the parts of Western and Central Africa. So your Nigerias, your DRCs, your Ghanas. Ghana, Nigeria, DRC, Central Africa. You've got your Cameroon, this rainy forest uh, and these places where there are a lot of thickets and how you might be asking yourself how is it being spread 
right? There are two ways this virus or this disease can be spread. The first, it can be spread through the contact, like I said before, with an infected animal or by touching its bodily fluids. So, for example, I remember once watched a documentary of people in Liberia. Um, they consume monkeys and they say it's a delicacy, right? So when they say bodily fluids, you'll kill that monkey, you have to skin it. So once you skin it, you're now in contact with the blood. You might, you have to wash it or you have to, when you're preparing it there, you might cut yourself. And those small incisions into your skin will yield an infection, right? That's the first part. The second part is through human transmission. Now we're going back to our COVID-19 protocols. It's uh, through human transmission, through someone who has been infected with the monkeypox, who already has a rash, because it's a, it's a rash you can see that, okay, this individual has got a certain rash throughout his or her body. And once you become in contact with that person, you are successful. You'll be, you, you'll be able to get into contact with it. And the second part now is through sexual contact. Two hours before I, I started recording this, an alert was put out that through sexual contact you can be able to to be able to be transmitted with this disease. It makes sense because at the end of the day, these are bodily fluids. It might not necessarily be blood, but discharge, vaginal discharge, penile discharge, saliva, sweat, and so that sort of stuff. You'll be able to be able to get that disease. You know, and it's it. I won't say it's affecting me, but as I think about it, I don't want, I don't want us as a society to be complacent and say, ah, oh, no, nah, we'll do this, we'll prevent this, because right now a lot of people are traveling, a lot of people are moving freely. And we don't know who's been where, doing what, or on holiday, seeing what, being in contact with what. Because recently now, I saw a clip of a guy, I don't know where he, where he was from, He's, he dislocated his middle finger in a zoo, right? So people are going out now. What if that lion has infected him with something else? Next thing we'll have lion pox or, or giraffe pox. You know, we're no more safe. We're no more safe <laughs> as a society. And that's fucked up. It's messed up. You know, you are trying to run away from COVID and then here's a brick wall of monkey pox. Right? 
So the signs and the symptoms of this, like I said, rash, starting from the face. Secondly, swollen lymph nodes. Third, chills and exhaustion. Muscle aches. I think for now, with these signs and symptoms, you'll be a bit confused besides the rash. Once you get the rush, you now know, oh, shit, oh, snap, I've got this thing. But it's not something for you to panic uh, as much as we did with COVID because COVID still is an invisible virus. It's still present in our society and it's a pandemic we shouldn't ignore. That's how I see it and we shouldn't be complacent again. You might be asking yourself right now, like, how dangerous is monkeypox? And through my research, I realized that if we compare it to smallpox, smallpox is a killer because it can wipe out a generation. But with monkeypox, it's less severe than smallpox, right? But with every disease, with every virus, with every everything that can mess up our biological makeup, if you have a weak immune system, you, you are, you'll be compromised, right? So the World Health Organization our World Health Organization is mostly concerned about pregnant women and children un- under the age of 12. So if you are fit, physically fit, you are healthy, then you might not be compromised. But if you have a wife who's pregnant, if you have toddlers and children under the age of 12 and Let's say you find yourself traveling to these areas, the western part and the central part of Africa, and you see yourself maybe feeling those symptoms which I elaborated on earlier, please self-isolate. And the World Health Organization is saying you need to isolate for 21 days, three weeks, 21 days, you need to self-isolate for 21 days so that you can be able to recover and they can be able to assess what is really going on in your immune system. When you start to think about it and read the stats, there haven't been any major fatalities so far. Infections, yes. People who have got these rashes, and so forth. But it's nothing major yet, but we shouldn't let our guard down and relax. Let us be conscious because as this society we're in, we never know what's going on. I would like to take, I would like to divert and bring your attention to something right now. With this monkeypox, there's a certain propaganda which is going on. And if we're not if we're not vigilant, we'll always be 
victims of this propaganda. I believe that right now the World Health Organization is saying that there are no cases reported in Africa yet. No cases of monkeypox. And this is where it's supposedly being or it's supposedly originating from. As an African myself, this then yields a bad picture because the images that are being used mostly in the in the promotion of being healthy or trying to avoid this disease are of black kids, are of black individuals. And with no record of any cases in Africa, don't you guys think that it's a bit weird that the images being put out there are of black people? And these images, if you trace them back, they are 30, 40, 50 years old. Why don't they put the images of... Yes, of course, there's privacy, but we are all going to be affected by this disease. Why don't you take the pictures, like relevant pictures, put them out there. There's no need for you to put the individual's face. But what if the variant of the, this monkeypox is different from the one in the 50s or in the 60s, right? So we need to be able to see a current image. But I feel like the media is going to use blacks to promote it, firstly, and to scare people. Because now once you do that, people and individuals are going to be afraid to come in, into this continent because in their mind they're going to be like, oh, there, there was a South African variant of COVID, now there's monkeypox, so Africans are just dirty, or they, this is the mecca of diseases and viruses. You know, it's not something which which I I really enjoyed because the more I was watching my YouTube videos, the more I was uh, on social media, I was seeing all these black images, but I'm seeing all these black people, but there are no cases. There are no reported cases in Africa. I bet you my bottom dollar that the time they figure out or the time there'll be a case here in Africa. The first, the first thing they'll do is post a direct image of the individual or show the individual being stretched into a hospital or being stretched into an ambulance. And it makes you question what type of a society we live in because you would rather have someone who's of that community so that they can have, so that the reality can hit home. With COVID, the Chinese community knew because they were seeing their people on a daily basis collapsing, going to the, the hospitals, isolating, quarantining. The, the Europeans, the Americans, the same thing. Why aren't they showing their own people to their own people 
that this thing is not an African problem. This disease is a world problem, but in your community, this is how it looks on fair skin or light skinned or, or white or Caucasian people because we already know how this monkeypox looks on black people, but it's 2022. Those images are 40-year-old images. We don't know how it looks like now. But I bet you that once an, a black person contracts this disease, we'll see a lot of images. Right? And it's just something which rubbed me the wrong way. It's kind of fucked up. But that's uh, about it on this monkeypox disease. It's not something we should panic about because at least we can be able to see what's going on. We can be able to, to analyze and pinpoint it once we see it and not have certain stigma around because people are saying, ah, oh, no, you've contracted this and you play with monkeys or you play with rodents and you're a cannibal or whatever. So, yeah, we will see how it goes and the progression as the week goes by. Don't forget to follow the Don Cozy podcast on Instagram and on Twitter at Don Cozy podcast, Instagram and Twitter, and on TikTok at Don Cozy podcast. Follow us and on Patreon at Cozy Lounge podcast. Follow us there. And you'll get your freebies. You can get your extra value for from the podcast. And we can in, you can interact with me personally. We can talk about issues with, which are in your community and which you want me to highlight on this podcast so that I can conscientize people, whatever you like, your taste in music, and whatever is going around in the world. Moving along, I know all my soccer fans, all my football fans, they really wanted me to review this. <laughs> I'm a Chelsea fan. Shout out to Chelsea. I know people are going to be like, what? Yes, I'm a Chelsea fan. Sorry, Mzwake. Uh, you're an Arsenal fan. I just had to put it out there. <laughs> See you. Yeah, you're going to be playing Europa, Europa League next season, so I ain't there, right? This weekend saw Man City win the EPL for the record of the. It's the fourth time in five seasons. So four four EPL titles in four years. The only team which has won it was Liverpool, right? So Man City has won the EPL and I'm glad because Liverpool supporters have had a lot of noise. <laughs> but it's, it's entertain, entertaining football because it, it went to the wire, to the last day. It wasn't like uh, Bundesliga or the, the French League or the Spanish League where... There are these massive blowouts 
during their season where you already know that this club has already won it because at uh, towards the end, they are 10, 15, 25 points ahead of the competition. This went to the wire because only one point separated Manchester City and Liverpool. My Manchester United fans, is it safe to say that Manchester is now blue? Or Manchester City has to win two Champions League to tally that up? So it's so refreshing to see Manchester City win this because of the investment that club has got, what they invested, the vision of Pep Guardiola, the tenacity and the hunger of the players, even if they are one of the most highest paid clubs in the world, they, they are still hungry for success, you know. And kudos to Pep Guardiola for assembling such a team. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm not really a fan of his tactics, but you will kind of appreciate where he has come from and where he has gone. Because I won't say I was one of the p- persons to say, ah, he's going to fail in, in England. This man succeeded in Spain. He also succeeded in Germany with Bayern Munich. So he's got the pedigree to succeed anyway, right? So four EPL titles in five years is such a feat, right? He has surpassed many clubs and many managers there, and he's he can be considered one of the greats of this generation in terms of coaching. Though they missed out on the Champions League final by losing to Real Madrid, I think they've safely redeemed themselves by winning this, uh, at least winning a trophy, some silverware for this season. And he has shown his class, he has shown his pedigree that he can go toe-for-toe, right, in, the, in, in what is being deemed the best league in the world in terms of soccer. And I see Manchester City dominating for the next three years because one, Guardiola is going to sign a contract extension. Two, Erling Haaland joined Manchester City. And I think that's where they were lacking in terms of an out-and-out striker of the ball who can get them goals any given Sunday. So now it's... I won't say it's automatic that they're going to win the champion the the Champions League next year and they're going to win the EPL again. We never know how these teams will assemble their their teams. So we are we have to wait and see that. Kudos also to Jurgen Klopp, the Liverpool coach. I think he has assembled one of the best Liverpool teams in the past decade. When I was growing up, I remember Liverpool was one of the greats. It's still the great, greatest teams in Europe. But 
what was lacking was consistency in in their run due to i don't know maybe financial constraints or they didn't have coaches who could identify talent as Jurgen Klopp could and with his squad of Sadio Mane from Senegal Mo Salah from Egypt Firmino from Brazil you know you now have Trent Alexander-Arnold these are all mega talents you know and you start to realize he's got something special Jurgen Klopp reminds me more of uh, Alex Ferguson because he assembled, I, I won't say a team of nobodies, but he assembled a team which can go toe-for-toe or toe-to-toe with the best. Right now, they are going to be playing the Champions League final with Real Madrid. They have been in this final. This is, I think, this is their third Champions League final in six years or seven years six or five years, if I'm not mistaken. And for you to be a recurring fixture in the Champions League final, that shows a lot. It shows a lot. And I'm a Real Madrid fan, so I'm going to be watching that match (laughs) so that he doesn't win it. But they have a chance of winning another major a trophy this year and it'll be nice for him to win it but as a Madrid fan I'm going to be biased and say they, be, they better stop him they better stop that Red Brigade and before we wrap it up Mbappe Kylian Mbappe I remember with the episode which I posted on Saturday we were talking that he might sign on he might be revealed as a PSG player again. He might re- renew his contract before or after the Champions League final. But on Saturday, later on, he was revealed that he signed a three-year contract. He agreed to all those terms that we discussed. He's signing on fee, hundred million. He's going to be there up to twenty twenty-five, and that means he'll be like twenty-six years old. He's still going to be young. He's still going to be at his peak. You know, I believe soccer players peak at 28, 29, 30. So I believe that he will still have more years to prove himself if this deal doesn't prove him enough. So he's going to get bonuses for goals, Ballon d'Or honors and Champions League honors and also his image rights. So that's... That's a good thing. That's a positive for him. Kudos to him. And I know a lot of people will be saying, shout out to Yorick. (laughs) We had this discussion where he was like, he was supposed to chase trophies and medals with Real Madrid and Ballon d'Ors and, you know, higher Pachichi awards for best goals and goal-scoring accolades. But at the end of the day, I told Yorick, I'm like, no, you know what, buddy? When an opportunity like this comes to you, you have to grab it with both hands. 
Yes, of course, it might seem that he chose money over accolades or he chose money over going to a club where he would have had legendary status. But who says he won't be a legend in Paris? Who says he might he he won't be able to bring the Champions League, the Ballon d'Or, and to win all those accolades with those with that club? Because we have seen legends who have stayed at their clubs. We've seen the Ryan Giggs, Paul Scholes at at uh, Manchester United, who have played with. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Lionel Messi didn't finish his career at Barcelona, but he was going to do that. Ike Casillas at Real Madrid. We have seen people do that. We have never questioned them, but we have seen them do that. However, with this, <laughs> with this move, La Liga now, I think Florentino uh, Perez, who's the president of Real Madrid, was so salty about this move that he has filed a complaint with UEFA. But I think he's using the La Liga board, which is the Spanish Football Association, in saying that this move or this contract or this deal with Kylian Mbappe and Paris Saint-Germain, it's disenfranchising the economic stability of European football because they are saying that PSG was running at a loss of about almost 700 million. And how can they afford a player and give him so much wages? And it's going to make people unemployed. People are going to look at football as a money making scheme. And I will get, we'll have to see how it, it unfolds as time goes on. Will he win this? I doubt, because at the end of the day, the boy has signed his contract. He's going to be in Paris for the next three years. And kudos to him, man. At the end of the day, you have to feed your family. Yes, there are fans, there are supporters, there are people who love football, but you need to feed your family first. And in closing, I've got the most saddest news for music lovers, especially trap music lovers like myself and the people who love trap. Ghana has been denied bond and a trial date for his trial has been set, set aside for January 2023. So it means he's most probably going to spend eight full months in jail. He hasn't gone to a prison. He's going to be in jail for eight good months. That just goes to show you that at the end of the day, you can have all the money in the world, but it's not going to buy you freedom. With all this momentum that this ATL rapper had, I think this has been a, a huge stumbling block for him and his crew members, Young Thug included. And last, just last week, little kid who was part of the YSL group passed away. And you get to see that it's getting from bad to worse. But with more research, I found out that 
it's not as bad as it sounds, but it's also bad because his lawyer can file for a renewed motion for bond at a later date. But the judge and the prosecutors are pushing to keep him in, in jail. You might ask yourself, why? You know, he's not going to kill anyone or do anything. But for, for that same reason, they want to keep him in jail because they are concerned about witness tempering. He's a high risk of eliminating whoever he thinks is snitching or whoever he thinks might be, might tamper with his success or hamper his chances of being free. So they, they are actually opting to risk keeping him in jail for, for eight months so that they can have a trial and a conviction. If it's jail time, if it's house arrest, then at least whoever has come forward from YSL, from Atlanta, or people... Because they're, they're saying that Ghana and Yang Thug are the leaders of YSL, and they are pushing certain individuals to do certain criminal activities for them on behalf of the YSL group. So they are high risk in society because they can eliminate those people in order to, to, to save themselves as character witnesses. So we'll see how it goes. I'm just bummed about it because free my nigga, young thug. <laughs> free my nigga, uh, Ghana, mad. Ish, you know, think about the music. I was just listening to Young Thug's uh, catalog earlier today and I shed an internal tear, you know. So it means no features, no pushing P. They're pushing prison now. You know, it's, <laughs> it's a joke, but it's sad at the same time, you know. So we'll see how the story unfolds. And yeah, it's something that's sad and because it, this, these are young men who are helping their communities, like I said before. And to see them there, how many families now are struggling because they didn't have a game plan of who was going to um, take care of the society when they are now in prison. So it's something we should check our lives with and it's something we should be able to also look into the mirror and look at ourselves and say, whatever I'm doing in my life, will I be accountable for it when shit hits the fan? So that's the biggest takeaway I'm taking from this. You can be at the apex of the mountain, at the climax, you can be at the highest point in your life, but everything can come crumbling down due to one flimsy mistake. And with that... I'd like to end this episode thanking you guys again for being with me, following me for these first 10 episodes. And I know that we're going to continue this journey. 
with the Don Cozy podcast. Continue to listen to it. Continue to share it with your friends. And peace, love, and happiness. I'm now signing out like a Jamaican man. Peace, love, and happiness. This was the Don Cozy podcast with your host, Don Cozy. And I'm signing out. And you know how it goes. Everything is just cozy.